What does Colgate mean by live life to the brightest? Could it be a rich glass of red sipped inside a Parisian cafe on a snowy night when my gaze is met by a tall, mysterious... I mean, brushing is directed with Colgate Optic White Pro Series Toothpaste gives you a visibly whiter smile in just three days so you can live life to the brightest and finish that glass without worrying about teeth stains. Colgate Optic White. Find it at all major retailers. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. You're listening to Comedy Central. Hello, everyone. I know there's lots of you out there that don't like when I talk about guns, but the powers that be are making me. Last night, Hillary Clinton came over with a bag full of cash like she always does, God bless her soul. (laughs) And she told me I had to talk about guns. Now, I don't agree with her opinions, but I'm a fraud. And a deal's a deal. So tonight, that's our topic, guns. I don't believe any of it. But here we go. I'm Jim Jeffries, and like most easily triggered libertad cuckbags, I'm skeptical of the NRA. Last week we learned that they helped spread conspiracy theories after the Parkland shooting, and they came out against the Violence Against Women Act because owning a gun is every convicted abuser's God-given right. <laughs> Seems bad, but maybe I'm missing the upside. Like I said, I'm a libertad cuck. <laughs> I wanted to keep an open mind, so I looked into the NRA. And did you know they used to be more than people who just trolled shooting victims on Twitter? It's true. (laughs) They used to be a legitimate sportsman's group. The NRA started all the way back in 1871 when a couple of Northern Army veterans from the Civil War decided that Northern boys ought to learn to shoot as well as their Southern counterparts. That's what the North wanted to learn from the South? (laughs) Shooting? You could have learned something practical, like how to whittle a piece of wood into the shape of a naked woman so you could masturbate. (laughs) But don't tit it. That's how you get the splinters. (laughs) Fool me twice. In the early 1900s, the NRA wanted to broaden its demographics, so they started marketing to kids, like this ad from 1920. Every regular boy needs a gun to develop his manliness. Or this 1950s ad offering a 50-cent junior membership with every purchase of a Red Ryder air rifle. So the message is, we want to teach kids that guns aren't toys while selling guns like they're toys. (laughs) What else did this ad agency work on? Hey kids, this Christmas be sure to ask Santa for a Ziploc helmet. 
Or the amazing highway costume. Dress up like the road, then jump up and surprise drivers. In 1956, the NRA thought, what else do kids love? And they published a comic book. It's a great read. <laughs> it opens on a kid accidentally shooting his little brother. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Common household problem. We've all been there. And, and as a punishment, they send him to a gun camp where he learns that shooting has the best safety record of any sport. I guess we already forgot in page one that he shot his brother. <laughs> the best safety record of any sport? I think the NRA may have made that fact up. I've never heard of a bullied loner taking out an elementary school with a cornhole bag. <laughs> the weird thing is, in its early days, the NRA really did advocate for common sense gun laws. In the 1930s, the NRA worked with the government to limit the traffic in guns, especially where, say, ex-convicts or mental patients were involved. If I could travel back to the 1930s, I'd tell the NRA to keep it up. They're doing a great job keeping guns away from dangerous people. But also, if I could time travel, I probably should shoot baby Hitler. And for that, I'd need a gun. And that, my friends, is the time traveler's paradox. And... I'd also invent the slinky. But... Even into the 60s, the NRA was in favor of gun control. Fast forward to the civil rights era. The Black Panthers were openly and legally arming themselves in the streets of Oakland, California. Then governor of California, Ronald Reagan, with the support of the NRA, restricted its open carry laws with the Mulford Act of 1967. Ah, okay, now they supported gun controls because they were scared of black people. <laughs> See, sometimes you can racism your way into a good cause. Maybe if we start calling oil Arab juice, we can finally solve that climate change problem. Ah, the price of Arab juice is through the roof. If it stays like this, I won't be able to go on vacation. That led to the NRA's next big stroke of marketing genius, selling fear. For example, there was this delightful ad. Should you shoot a rapist before he cuts your throat? Uh, uh, Sorry, I'm a little confused by the question. He's a rapist, but now he's cutting my throat. So is this before or after the rape? And also, where's the gun in this scenario? Was I holding the gun the whole time? And if so, why didn't I shoot him during the rape part? Did I start this argument? There, there's a lot I don't know, but to answer your question, yes. <laughs> Another decade or two of selling themselves on fear and racism, and that brings us to today's NRA. To the Ayatollahs of Iran and every terrorist you enable, listen up, you've never met America. You haven't met the swamp folks in Cajun country who can wrestle a full-grown gator out of the water. No, you've never met America. And you ought to pray you never do. I'm the National Rifle Association of America. That's Charlie Daniels, the devil went down to Georgia guy. Why, why does he care about guns? He killed the devil with a fiddle. A fiddle! <laughs> Which is what you call a racist violin. 
We should just give everyone a fiddle. And instead of wars, countries can just challenge each other to fiddle duels. <laughs> Though I guess in that case we'll be at the mercy of the Asians because they have the Suzuki method. It's unstoppable. <laughs> but assuming we can avoid a fiddle war with China, which I assume is the only Asian country, it's, it's fiddles for us all. It's our right as Americans. <laughs> we'll be right back. Welcome back. Chicago elected a new mayor today. We tape our show early, so I don't know who won. But no matter what happens tomorrow, the city of Chicago will have its first ever female African-American mayor. And as a reward, she gets to govern a city that's become a proxy in the war against gun control. Take a look. I love Chicago. Baseball, a giant metal bean, quality entertainment. Everything a great American city needs. But it seems like some people love shitting on Chicago. Chicago is a disaster. Literally a war zone. Carnage. Carnage. Shooting chaos. Gang violence. Enough is enough in the city of Chicago. Country music legend Charlie Daniels coming up. Yes, there is crime in Chicago, but there's crime in lots of cities. So why the obsession with Chicago? Wait, is there a chance the news is only telling one side of the story? I want to see for myself. F it, take me straight to the war zone. Put the seatbelts on oh, for yeah. safety. My driver is called CTC Crazy Doo-Wop. He's a rapper and ex-gang member. And he's going to give me the unbiased locals tour of the South Side. Do you like to be called Mr. Doo-Wop or, or Mr. Wop? Doo-Wop is cool. Now, I'm mainly familiar with Chicago's suburban crime. Bungling criminals versus inventive eight-year-olds. That's how he stopped Michael Jackson. So, the South Side of Chicago, what's the main crime? Robberies, drug dealing, homicides. Is this it? It looks all right. We've got a Marshalls. See, we're still kind of in a good area. Oh, we're in a good city. bit. We're only 10 miles away from luxury shops on Michigan Avenue. But things are looking a little different. That place sells alcohol and socks. It's a liquor store. They're also advertising three socks for a dollar. Who buys three? That's when you know you're in a hood. Were you ever in a gang? Yeah. When you got out because of music? It's really no getting out, but... You're still in? Uh... Am I in now? <laughs> I come from the mean streets of Australia, so I really know all the hell that goes on down here. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, there were gangs in Sydney. The Boomerangs versus the Kookaburras are the two big street gangs. Oh, man. A lot of didgeridoo theft. No guns, though. That's crazy. Were you always packing a gun? Yeah. You got one on you now? <laughs> all right, a fair response. After all, there's an insane amount of guns here. Cops see seven times as many guns in Chicago as New York City, and twice as many as in Los Angeles. And they're being confiscated from younger and younger kids. Would you say there's more guns here than when you were a kid? Oh yeah, it's like quadruple the amount than when I were a kid. I've watched it change over the last 10 years to something that I don't really approve of. A surprising take coming from the man who made this music video, shoot him in the butt with the holding up the guns. But actually, lots of people in the neighborhood agree it's out of control. I've never seen so many guns like now. When we was coming out, it was 22s, 25s, 38s. And they got big guns and 
30 shot clips and shit. It seemed like it was designed for a to lose. What's the answer? How do you fix it? I think we need more programs. Our youth don't really have much to do. A lot of times it leads them to the streets. I'm telling you what, man, just make the school day longer. I have to pick my kid up at three o'clock from school. It's a pain in the ass. No wonder people are getting up to no good. You're making him leave school at lunchtime. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, that might not be the answer. This is the personal thing I'm having issues with at the moment. This block here is where I grew up. It looks all right. I thought there'd be people shooting each other and stuff. Oh, no. Is it lived, okay I if in... I go back here just to yeah, let my uh, big homie know that we're in the neighborhood? Are we going to say hello to someone? Yeah. <laughs> is he, who, who's big homie? Who's... He, he kind of like runs this neighborhood. Right. This is him sitting on the car. Is he always sitting on the car? Yeah. All right. Big bro, big bro. I'm just letting you know that we passing through the neighborhood. I thought this was the feds, fool. Oh my God, do what? How did you know he was going to be here? Oh, yeah, I you always know where to find him. What y'all doing, documentary? Well, we're doing a field piece on the south side of Chicago about gun laws and if uh, gun restrictions help the situation or it doesn't matter. All these little motherfuckers need to die because that's what's going to stop it. They no, need to kill no, these little no. motherfuckers. What they need to do, man, is build more shit for them to get involved in. Man, they ain't got when shit going that. on. Oh. Like, they took all the gang leaders, locked right. all the gang leaders up, who was giving structure to these kids. Oh, so you're saying, you're saying the gang leaders were a good thing in many ways? Yeah, oh, yeah. it was yeah. a good thing. They made these kids, the gang leaders made these kids go to school. You know, but yeah, now, boy. these kids ain't no structure. All they want to do is get high. And so what happens if you, if you take away the gang leaders, you still have the gangs, doesn't someone else just progress to the gang leader? Uh, you cut or the head just... off, the legs run wild. Right, you cut the head off, the legs run wild. Yeah, that makes sense. Being nostalgic for gang leaders is a bad headspace to be in. Which brings us back to the side of the story that these guys love to ignore. Dismissing this place as a war zone doesn't address the real problem. With bad schools and even worse job prospects, these people are starved for opportunity. Then a lot of guns get thrown into that mix. Those two guys right there mm -hmm. run this whole community. They're like the keep the peace type of guys. Yeah, all the gang members report to them. Hell. Keeping the peace can't be an easy job. But one local retiree thinks she has a way to do just that. She and her neighbours have formed a club to reclaim their community and... Jesus shit! Coming up, a woman who thinks more guns is the answer. We now have 120 ladies in the gun club, ages 25 to about 80. Does she know what she's doing? Does she know what she's doing with that gun? Maybe. We'll okay. See. Well, reassuring. We're back. I'm on the south side of Chicago, a neighborhood awash in guns. I'm riding in an SUV with an ex-gang member named Doo-Wop. You know, typical day. What's going on, big bros? Hi. I love you, man. Please. I love y'all too. Y'all be safe out here. You know that. You already know. I see a sitcom with me and you. <laughs> it's like it's like a buddy cop thing. <laughs> Meanwhile, just a few blocks away. 
Southside native Javon Lindonigan is forming a well-regulated militia. Ladies living in crime-ridden Chicago refuse to be victims. The NRA loves her because she's outfitting ladies with Glocks and bedazzled jean jackets. Now, because all of Chicago is a war zone, I met Javon Lynn in a dark, undisclosed location. And I began with a traditional Chicago greeting. Are you, are you packing right now? No, I'm not. Not that I thought you were going to shoot yeah. me, but where do you Something normally keep can it? Where, where is it? Normally? I usually carry my firearm on my body. Is it on the hip? A lady can carry it on the hip. She mm -hmm. can carry it on her side, in her bra. I think I could tell if it was in the bra, though. Nope. Maybe if you put two of them so they look even. Uh, no. Tell me about the Ladies of Steel. So the Ladies of Steel is a gun club that I founded. We now have 120 ladies in the gun club, ages 25 to about 80. Now, Javon Lynn is a concerned citizen who feels like she's facing a choice much like Charles Bronson in Death Wish 3. The creeps run the city now, and she's gonna be ready. The reality is violence is everywhere. Wherever I am, I'm looking and casing the area to make sure that I'm safe. Is this really the best we can do? Just like more guns, just giving everyone a gun? No, I don't think it's the best we can do, but I don't know if it's any turning back at this point. But notice Javon Lynn and her friends are legally allowed to buy and carry guns. Which brings us to the first of three major myths. The city with the strongest gun laws in our nation is Chicago. Such prohibitive gun laws. They have the strictest gun laws in the country. Have Chicago's gun laws become stronger or weaker in the recent years? Well, we just um, approved concealed carry five years ago. Legal concealed carry. Plus, Chicago's infamous gun ban was eliminated over eight years ago after an NRA lawsuit. Chicago used to have a handgun ban? Yes, we did have a handgun ban. Were we safer then or were we safer now? Um, it seems as though crime spiked after um, we went to concealed carry. Now, I'm not sure of the correlation. That's right, gun laws are weaker and crime went up. What are the odds? Problem's pretty good. But it does explain how Chicago became the perfect punching bag for the right. Their gun laws had been wiped away, but the city still had a reputation for gun control, so it made the lies easier to believe. Now, Chicago myth number two. This is a local it's issue. All, it's all, this is all local. Yeah. yeah, this is a local issue. Indiana is there, mm -hmm. right? And so what's stopping people from just buying firearms and then just driving them into the new state? Well, they can. And they do. 60% of guns taken off the streets in Chicago are brought in from other states. 20% of them from Mike Pence's home state of Indiana. And myth number three, Chicago is America's murder capital. They have more gun violence than any other city. What rank do you think Chicago is in homicides? I thought recently we were number one. In fact, it's number nine. Eight other cities had more homicides. But I think we're number one in shootings. Yeah. I would not be surprised if we're not number one in shootings. Hmm. The shootings, number 11. And by the way, St. Louis, sort your shit out. <laughs> now look, I know I'm giving Javonlin a hard time. I'm not denying that Chicago has crime. But the point is, lots of f***ing loudmouths are drowning out the actual facts. Then the more scared people get, the more guns they buy, even though people on both sides don't even want them. Would you prefer it if you, you didn't have to carry a gun? Oh, absolutely. One day I hope that we can live like that. Would you prefer if you didn't have to carry a gun? Uh, yes, yes. That would be ideal. 
But look on the bright side. For gun makers, Chicago is a success story. And they're not stopping there. Soon, it'll be easier to buy a gun. Soon, teachers will have guns. A teacher would have a concealed gun on them. They want to make us all think living in the Wild West, where everyone has a gun, is the only way to be safe. So it's up to us to call them on their bullshit. We'll be right back. Before we go, as you all know, a good way to keep kids off the street and away from guns is to give them structure. They need activities and after-school programs, and they do work. It helped me get to where I am today. I remember passionate teachers who taught me useful courses like advanced leaning back in your chair and yelling everything you say. <laughs> I'm the only one who does that late night. Look at that tilt, it's massive. That's why my show's different. Unfortunately, Trump keeps threatening to cut after school programs in places where they're most needed. So what can we do? We compromise, give kids extracurricular programs that the gun lobby will approve of. For example, in high school, I was a musical theater geek. So let's keep the drama programs going, but make all the musicals super gunny. <laughs> like, like Annie Get Your Gun, or Guys and Dolls, and Hamilton, Chicago, Lane Miz, me, there's a lot of guns in musicals. <laughs> Except for cats. There's no guns in cats, which is the show that needs more guns. Yeah, yeah take that drum come tugger. That's what you get for going through people's bins, you prick. That's our show. Come and see me this weekend at the Ace Theatre downtown in Los Angeles. Friday sold out. Still tickets available for Saturday. Get them at jimjeffries.com. I'm Jim Jeffries. I think we can all do better. Good night. This has been a Comedy Central podcast.